So I've many times opted opted for this, for creating my own room and my own space and my own culture that I feel that I can thrive better in so that I can focus, so that I'm not distracted by the comparison and the imposter syndrome. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Bold Begin. Hi, welcome back. This is Barcy, your host. And I want to start today by sharing that whatever you're feeling today, wherever you are in your process is okay. I'm starting this way because our mental health is very important to not just our well-being, but our ability to live the lives that we want to live and to participate in the things that will keep us moving forward. But we can't do any of that if we aren't taking care of our mental health. And there's a lot we can unpack about that during this time and space that we're all experiencing together right now. This series is about abundance and bringing the things that feel really good to you, that feel freeing and fulfilling into your life experience. But we have to include our mental health into that practice. I am not a mental health professional. So everything I share today is based on my beliefs, my observations, and my experiences. So there have been some people who I care about in my life who are connected to my business that are having some very difficult times right now when it comes to this. And it's showing me how fragile our lives are, how much we need each other, how much there is to be grateful for, and how it is the most important thing to put our well-being first. So listening to ourselves, we need to listen to ourselves to make room to notice when things are starting to not feel good, to listen to our bodies, and then to seek help when we need it. We all need help at different times. And then there are times when we are the help someone else needs. Sometimes it's both. You can need help and be able to help someone at the same time. Both can exist. Both can be true. You can be doing great at one thing and then need help at another. And I know we all struggle with asking for help. I know I do, but I, I, 
I think it's hard not to acknowledge that we all collectively went through a traumatic time for the past few years. And we all went into that experience from different states of being, different skill sets, different capabilities, different circumstances. So now, now that some time has passed and this moment isn't over, we're all kind of still having to deal with all of this. We're having to continue to shift how we take care of ourselves, continue to figure out how we create our lives and how we are going to make choices for ourselves. And I have to say, I don't believe it's the same. It's not the same as it was before. There's just more to factor in and that's okay. We are all changed from this experience and we are all in need of some support. I'm noticing this in the people in my life, in the people that I work with and friends and everything, you know, we are experiencing something and it's hard to have a bird's eye view often with this kind of stuff. So I'm noticing it and I'm noticing how it's affecting me as well. So I started up this podcast again on March 19th, 2020, just four days after the shutdown was announced here in the United States to create a place where we could go to find support and to hear each other's stories, to have a place where people could come as guests and share their experiences in a way that maybe they haven't before. And I I do believe it's really grown into that. And it's really become that safe space for me too, and a place for me to learn and grow my message and my process. So I truly thank you for being a part of this with me. I I've seen my audience grow with me through these, through this time. And it's very encouraging and it allows me to keep going. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being open and, and being here with me and and sharing this space with me. So what I really wanted to talk to you today about was taking up space. And this is related to what I just shared, taking up space, allowing yourself to, to be, to be your fullest self, to be in your power, ultimately allowing your enoughness to be also allowing your stillness to be enough, allowing your existence to not only be enough, but to also feel enough permission to take up space, to rise to your full potential, which is scary for a lot of us. I I don't remember who said it. I think it's actually a guest coming on one of the shows that I'm working on that I work with. And he had a Ted talk and he, he opens up with this statement about how we think that most that what we fear the most is our failures, but really we are all fearing our potential, our potential for success, what that brings, right? All of the things that that can bring. So taking up space is there's so much to consider to think to that there's so many feelings that come with that. There's so many feelings when we want to shift into something that we think we want, that we want to, to live bigger in this bigger way, but there's, there's just a lot to unpack there. So 
I'm going to focus on imposter syndrome, but also what that means for, for different individuals. So that's, that's kind of what we're going to dive into around taking up space. So imposter syndrome. So I can't talk about this without acknowledging that this is a, that this is a difficult one for many of us, right? I think everyone has a, a, a piece of imposter syndrome in their process at different times and it can come and go and it can show up in any part of the process too. Um, speaking of success, I've seen some of my most successful people that um, are in my life or that I have come in contact with and they, the thing they talk about the most is their imposter syndrome. It's really interesting. So one thing though, to acknowledge about, about this is that everyone has it. Everyone has experienced it, but it's especially difficult for those of us who are women and historically underrepresented people. And that can be, you know, the black community, Latinx, LGBTQ plus communities, anyone who feels underrepresented. So, and women, I'm a woman. I'm, I'm, I'm a white woman, but I am a woman. So we have been shown and taught how not to take up space. That's kind of what society is, is telling us subconsciously or consciously depending. So we might experience more imposter syndrome than someone who doesn't fall into these categories. I think this needs acknowledging in more places. So I'm talking about it because when I have a better understanding of the whole picture as to why I might be having an experience or why something might feel a certain way to me, I, I have an easier path to healing it or at least a place to begin a starting point. So I believe the gateway to imposter syndrome is comparison when you compare yourself to someone, right? And if we can begin to understand that comparison is never a fair game, it's never apples to apples, even when it seemingly might look similar, it isn't. There are, there are nuances and there are things that that person's life has in it, right? Like they have their own experiences and you have your own experiences. No one, almost no, I don't think, I really don't think anyone is identical enough to compare themselves in this way. Now, I'm not going to talk about this for very long because it's, it's a little off topic. I'm assuming you understand this already, but competition or being in a competitive space is a healthy comparison, right? That's a healthy version of that. If you're allowing yourself to have a healthy sense of competitiveness. So that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about when we go into a, like a conference space with, um, other colleagues and we're comparing our success with theirs and feeling like we're less than that's what I mean by comparison, which leads to that imposter feeling. Okay. So what I do believe though, is that when we can start to see where the experiences differ, you know, where we are, on our own paths and where we are maybe trying to achieve similar things. And maybe we even have a lot in common or a lot of similarities, but when we can start to see where our journeys are slightly different enough to the point where we're going to have different outcomes in some of those nuanced areas, then we can start to start to feel less like an imposter. We can start to let go of that feeling a little bit when doing, uh, the things that we are, 
essentially already doing. Like, if you think about it, you can't be an imposter in a room you aren't already in. You can't be an imposter in a room you aren't already in. So if you're in the room, like if you've made it to the room, (laughs) if you've made it to the room where there's someone you can look at that you're comparing yourself to because you're seeing, you, you think you're apples to apples, right? You think there's a lot of similarities and you think their success is better than yours. You're already there. You've, you're, you're not the imposter because you're already in the room playing the game, right? Like doing, doing what needs to get done to get into the room, if that makes sense. <laughs> so that means that you deserve to be there, that you've done things that, that allowed you in, that you found a way into the room. Therefore you deserve to be there. So, and I'm not talking about people who've like snuck their way in or, you know, all, there, of course there's all of those nuanced things that can happen, but I'm talking about you who's, you've done the work, you're in the room and you deserve to be there. And if there are people who are going out of their way to make you feel like the imposter or are comparing themselves to you or, or questioning why you're there, things like that, it does happen. It happens a lot, actually. Then that may be because they are, they're, they're threatened. They're mirroring and deflecting their own insecurities onto you. And that does not make it okay. It's just an explanation of what might be happening. And you also get to then decide if you want to keep hanging out in this room or if you want to create your own room. And I say that, but I do know that sometimes we don't have that choice in a given space or time. Sometimes we have to go into this room before we have time to go create our own, but that's information too, right? You go into a space, maybe enough times to where you're like, I don't like this. This needs to change. But I why it's like an uphill battle to change it from just being there. And sometimes it's easier and, or maybe better for your health. Speaking of mental health to spend less time in that room and go create your own and then invite people into it and, and, and literally like create a new culture. So I've many times opted, opted for this, for creating my own room and my own space and my own culture that I feel that I can thrive better in so that I can focus so that I'm not distracted by the comparison and the imposter syndrome, even if I don't go into it feeling that way. But when I get thrown into a situation where others are helping me feel that way, then I often opt for my mental health, what's best for my, my mental health is to go make something else somewhere else and play the game the way I feel it's is fair and is going to help me thrive. So that's a decision I, I make, I've made qu- quite a bit. And then I invite other people into my room, right? And then I create the culture I want. And I want to be with the people I think will thrive with me that we can help each other, right? Maybe I go back into those other rooms when I can bring all of that with me. Um, I've done that, you know, I do that often too. So that's how I've decided to do it in many cases and, and to look for those allies to bring with me. And sometimes I've decided instead, I've done this too, to challenge the rooms if I feel comfortable enough, but by my presence, by being there, sometimes just being there is a challenge is challenging someone else. Right. And then sometimes I deliberately ask the host, why am I the only one like me here? How might have that happened and how can we change it? And again, to be fair, I do present as a white woman, so I have less adversity working against me than many others. And I still feel very uncomfortable when I'm in a white only room or a white male only room, really an only any room. I I don't 
feel very comfortable when there's just a lack of diversity in the rooms I'm in. I, that, I don't like that. So there are many layers to our potential imposter syndrome that can come up. And I feel like I haven't talked about it from this perspective yet in this space that I've created here. And I feel like I haven't seen this addressed a lot in other mental health spaces or other spaces that might feel like mine in, in these, in more mainstream areas too. So I'm talking about it now from this perspective, it's, it's a big part of the story and it has to be addressed when we talk about comparison and imposter syndrome and taking up space, because that's just part of the real world. I can hypothetically share tools with you you know, all day, which I do hear a lot. I share tools here, but if they don't really apply because there's all of this other stuff that's stacked up that we need to address first, then those tools aren't going to be as effective. So that is, that's just how I'm feeling about this topic right now. And I think it's worth discussing and sharing. So all of that said, we all still deserve to live to our potential and serve our purposes, despite all of that. But it's kind of freeing to, to know or to acknowledge and accept that the pathway might require more energy. It might require more healing. It might require more acknowledging, more letting go, more self-permission, more creativity, more community building, more fill in the blank, right? There just might be more to do than some of our counterparts that aren't facing as much adversity. So I'm talking about it from this perspective because one, there's there are more there are more reasons. <laughs> I am personally burnt out on a lot of these societal norms and stories. I'm so burnt out on it. And two, the fact is that the this stuff has a huge, huge influence on our mental health and our wellness. And quite frankly, I'm an empath and I am getting very exhausted energetically by what we're all experiencing, meaning this COVID situation. And so all of these other things become more difficult. They become more taxing. And I'm, because I'm an empath, I'm feeling it pretty big, pre- pretty largely right now. And I'm watch- and I'm watching and I'm observing and I'm seeing others in my life that I care about and that I want to succeed and lift up. And they are having to address things that, that they have to look at first. They can't get to the thrive part because they're dealing with the survival part because this is the kind of stuff that can put you into a survival place and acknowledging that that is a factor in how we navigate and how we make choices and how we try to thrive and how we try to take control of our experience I do believe deserves acknowledgement that because then we can start to work with it. We can start to move through this stuff and create togetherness and, and take up space as a collective because that is also a form of abundance. So we can still do all of the things we want to do. I think it just helps to know everything that's going on plays a part. And, and when we can acknowledge and, and see it, then we can kind of go on, go on, like move past it and work with it and get back to what we're trying to do. Ah, (laughs) 
I really do believe the more we can be aware of the realities around how we move through the world, the more we can own our journeys and start making those choices that can maximize our potential as individuals and as part of society. So this kind of cultural change, right? That's bigger, right? Cultural change. That also starts with the inner work. It has to come from a sound place so you can show up in your purpose. So you can take up space so you can focus on you and your gifts. So you can then confidently share your message and gifts with the world. And as I always say, it's, it starts with awareness. And if you aren't directly experiencing this and you don't feel like this resonates with you, the way that it could is the awareness piece for you is then about how your experience can create more space for others. It's important. You're important. Your experience is important. So today I'm offering you a moment to acknowledge your experience, acknowledge your experience and to surrender to where you are in this moment and to, to be present in it and to then ask yourself, what do I need right now? What do I want? What, what can I do? What do I need to do to take that first step or that next step in order to keep going? because we need you. We need your brilliance. So thank you again for being here. And, and please share this with anyone who you think might need it. Thank you for listening to Beeple Begin. We hope that these episodes are helping inspire and empower you to take your next steps towards whatever you're thinking of creating. And if you want more tools, resources, and techniques for your creative process and to connect with me directly, then I'd love to invite you to our Unleash Creative Community. Just follow the link in the show notes and I'll look forward to meeting you there. Happy creating.